Okay, so I got a question. Is it mom shaming to just have an opinion about what another mother has chosen to do? Stop shaming me. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer on the radio. I feel like I have to like. Jump into drumline when I hear that. You could do that if you're training your children how to go to the bathroom, by the way, use this song. Oh, that's true. Pee, pee, pee. Pee, pee, pee. pee. Okay, uh, but that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is yesterday, we talked about this a little bit on the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese about the fact that Amy Schumer had already, only just three weeks after giving birth, um, gone back to work. She hopped on stage and was doing her comedy thing uh, after having just given birth to her little baby boy, who is still being reported, genital to, Fisher to be named Jean Attell Fisher. That's the real name, you guys. I cannot with it. I, I don't. Can't. It's very upsetting. That's just horrible. Anyway, and see, so okay, was that mom shaming? What we just did? Yeah. we just shamed. No, we name shamed. According to today's standard, that would be mommy shaming. The lie detector says you are shaming because. Yesterday, what we talked about was the fact that when she makes a choice as a public figure to do something like that, it it does it sends a message um, that that's a standard or that's something to be celebrated. And so Elizabeth Reese and I were kind of like, I actually kind of don't think that's really something we should be celebrating. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Your question. What is the difference then between shaming and having an opinion? I wish I understood because really quickly, Amy Schumer took to social media when people were coming at her with their opinions about her going back to work, similar to the opinions that Elizabeth and I shared on the show. Uh, and she she said, oh, great. I've always wanted to be mom shamed. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't quite know what the difference is because like I feel like I'm just having an opinion about that. She made a choice and I'm having an opinion about it. Is that shaming? It's not what I would do. I wish she didn't do that, but it's not mine to tell her what to do or not to do. So to be fair, there might be two different. I don't know what the actual shaming was that she claimed was shaming to get a little too into the weeds, perhaps. But, you know, so maybe somebody was like, you're a horrible person for going back to work. Okay, that seems a little shamey and unnecessary. If it's just like um, moms shouldn't be forced to go back to work and Amy Schumer doing this thing maybe gives the wrong impression, then that seems like a little bit of a gray area. Is that shaming? Although at the end of the day, I just think that term is so overused in our society, mostly because of social media. Mm -hmm. People take any social media expression and turn it into shaming or bullying I, and I know I'm I know there is actual shaming and like there are actual studies and actual reports that will show the rise in actual shaming and actual bullying. So I don't want to muddy the waters that much. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's often overused in our celebrity tabloid culture. Yeah. In a way that is not helpful and kind of gives people the wrong impression because it makes you seem thin skinned. And it also shuts down conversations that you could be having, which we try to right. have, even though we are boobs most of the day, generally uninformed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do try to have actual conversations. And I feel like when you say, like, that's shaming, well, then that's shutting down a conversation unnecessarily. Right. Because I think, again, in 2019, it's fine. You get to have opinions. People can have opinions. And actually, that's part of the reason why I like um 
talking about celebrity and pop culture because it's a low stakes way to have opinions about things that everybody is doing. Um, I can have the opinions about it without being afraid I'm going to hurt the person because I don't know the person, right? But if I, so if I'm talking about Amy Schumer making this choice, I'm talking about it in a broader sense. But if she were listening, she could think I was shaming. Yeah. To me, the fine line is this. If it's the difference between saying, Amy Schumer, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't have gone back to work. When you, you know, by doing that, you have done X, Y, and Z. Shame on you. Versus, I might not have done that. And, and the, the piece of that makes me uncomfortable is this. It's the I, it's the you statements versus the I statements. Because if I'm saying I can be responsible for my own opinion, it's not mine to shame her yeah. for her idea yeah. or her choice. Because yeah. certainly all day, every day, other people are making different choices from you. And to have an opinion about that is not... Yeah, I think here's what, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, and if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about, uh, you know, mommy shaming, and you knew it was just a matter of time, because it's like, the one storyline you don't see Amy Schumer engaging is like, my post-baby body, unless it's going to be a joke about how she doesn't have a post-baby body or something, but that's usually the kind of stuff that you get after a celebrity has uh, a baby, right? but you know, it was only a matter of time before she was going to do the mommy shaming thing, and then she's going to clap back at trolls, because I can write these stories in my sleep, because we just see them, and it's partially because the tabloid culture is so lazy um where was i going with that um to say that i think again the distinction needs to be made that in the world of celebrities this is a different conversation than like the lives of average people mm-hmm. yeah this is you know i think that she was re- to your previous question what was she directly responding to yeah um, she wasn't really responding specifically to any one tweet. It was just sort of the generic. It was the sort of blanket. And she uh, she tweeted out uh, with a picture of herself, oh. by the way, hooked up to her breast pump sitting on the side of the bed in her underwear, which is like totally exactly what you expect Amy Schumer to do. Uh, she said, sending out love to the moms shaming me for doing stand-up last night. So, Oh, I know. Uh, what I had started to say was we talked a little bit about this earlier that this is celebrities use this you know how we talk about tabloids celebrities manufacturing conversations Mm -hmm. so they can get attention because they need attention because without attention they don't get jobs all this stuff you know this all right so this is just one lazy narrative that they can do this is one lazy way to get a story out Mm -hmm. you know she knows that if she says oh great I really wanted to be mommy shamed. That's going to launch an entire day's worth of Headlines conversation about, about how her. Amy Schumer was mommy shamed. And it's shamed. not to say that yep. she's totally cynical about it, but you understand why celebrities do this, you know, because a normal person would say, why are you wasting your time talking about something negative? Um, why are you wasting your time talk, engaging people who are being on un- Like the, the internet is rife with people who just want to be obnoxious. Right. Why are you engaging that? Well, it's because there's a machine to feed and so from that, in, the, in that sense, I think for our conversational purposes, that's, that's the context within which to understand it. It's, it's less about the actual issue, which we can certainly talk about. And I think you, as a mom, could probably have an actual conversation about other moms shaming your choices mm-hmm. as a mom. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Um, and, and, but there is a specific difference to the tone of somebody just saying, oh, that's an interesting choice 
you know, maybe you didn't think that you were sending this message versus you shouldn't do that. That's wrong. Yeah. I hate when people do that, whether it's mommy shaming or dog any kind shame, of shaming, pet shaming, any kind of shaming, gay shaming. It's all <laughs> shame is bad. That's it's not corros- how you're supposed to be gay. Shame is corrosive. Mm. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, you guys, Aretha Franklin left behind a big mess. Uh, she didn't file a will. Well, we thought she didn't. Well, she didn't file a will. Yeah, that's true. But her family has found not one, not two, three, but three handwritten wills in her home. This mess is a big one, but it's more common than you think. We're going to talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Y'all, Aretha Franklin left behind a big old mess. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley Trainer has the story for you right now at 120 on My Talk 1071. Okay, that's weird. What is this, CNN all of a sudden? I just wanted to spice it up. Okay. Maybe take something off. Rude. So, Aretha Franklin, you know her, right? I've heard of her. <laughs> I'm sorry. She not only, we thought she didn't have a will, mm-hmm. right? That right. was one of the big stories after she passed away suddenly. She didn't have a will. Now, suddenly, she's got three of them. And you can actually how read. Did, how did she write them from the great beyond? Well, they got someone to channel okay. Aretha from the other side. And they did so in the form of a bunch of chicken scratch, because that's what it looks like. Because I was reading in the Detroit Free Press, they got their hands on uh, these wills. And frankly, I am just amazed. I mean, it's it's one thing to not have a will at all. Like maybe you, you know, just totally despised the, the thought of having to deal with. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't want to deal with a will because that's gross, because that means you're going to die some t- someday. I have to tell you bad news. What? You're going to die someday. I'm not convinced. I might freeze myself, and in that case, I don't need a will because I don't want you to give away my stuff in no, case I get unthawed. No, but you do need a will because you need a will that says you're going to be freezed. That's true. That's yeah, true. And I see? also need an insurance policy to cover yeah. the cost of freezing my see? body. Back to Aretha Franklin. So apparently, there are three different handwritten wills. Um, the Detroit Free Press took a close reading of the 16 handwritten pages, which apparently are very often difficult to decipher because her handwriting was such an abomination. And then she would like cross through stuff. Now, the earliest one goes all the way back to 2010. And we also learned something about her finances. And here's the thing. I want to talk a little bit about that. But what listeners don't know is that you had to deal with somebody not having a will. Yeah, it's a, it really is. It, it's it's more common than you think. So I want to talk about that because I think people will find it fascinating. It causes a lot of problems, even if you're not a multi-billionaire or had a lot of money like Aretha Franklin did, because um, it uh, it's a process. It's a huge process. the The point of having a will and having it sort of legally um, drawn up, and and the point with her will is that now there has to be a court hearing. To determine whether or not any of them are valid. And people could challenge them, yeah. you know, so there's all sorts of rigmarole that you have to jump through and hoops at legal uh, and that costs money because you have to hire lawyers, of course. So now you're, you know, lowering the amount of money that people are ultimately uh, your your descendants or whatever people after you. Whatever, yeah. Those people. Those, that's what they're called. 
are um, are going to have to pay a bunch of money to get the stuff that they could have gotten for free if you would have just written it down. But she did write some of it down. It's also just a fascinating read, and you do learn about her finances. And part of that is like she did this thing where she would like, and I'm sure this is very common, but she takes like a regular check from like Warner Brothers for the music royalties mm-hmm. out of a big fat fund. So they just send her an annual check. That way, instead of doing, because like they would send her millions, uh-huh. but by taking a smaller cut of that, she would pay less in taxes every year because it wouldn't jack up her income. Right. 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 So you learn about stuff like that. That to me is, you know, fascinating stuff if you are interested in famous people and what happens when they die. But like I said, I think what's more fascinating in this particular case is people don't realize how much work you actually have to go through. When somebody doesn't leave a will behind, or if they did leave a will, you don't know where it is, right? Uh, or you can't understand what they wanted. Like there's like a there's a bunch there is a process to it, and that's why I think it's well. The, my personal opinion is that it's important to get advice from a legal expert because from state to ta- state, it's all different. Yeah. So my understanding is that in the state of Minnesota, if you are going to write your own will, which you can do, that's perfectly possible. If you're going to write your own will, then you need to have it signed by two witnesses and a notary. And then if you've gone through that rigmarole, you may as well just march it on down to the county probate office and like file it and they'll keep it for safekeeping. And then that makes it easy for the people you've left behind because they know where to find it. They can go to the probate court and say, hi, such and such has uh, you know passed on and I would like to know if they have a will on file. Then the probate court goes and they go, here it is. And they can furnish it for you. But if that hasn't happened and somebody has maybe had their final wishes, but they've just like jotted them down somewhere, but hasn't told anybody of note where to find it. It's like a needle in a haystack. And people can challenge it. Yep. And, and, you know, hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There are a lot of like normal places. People sometimes keep them in safe deposit boxes. Um, my mom always said you should keep it. You should always have a copy of your will in a Ziploc baggie in your freezer. What? Isn't that weird? 
But apparently your freezer is one of the things that will survive in a fire or something like that. And oftentimes um, it is one of the first places that um, people will look for a will. Who knew? But there's, you know, you. So is there a will in your mom's freezer? I don't know. I haven't asked her. I got to ask her. You should get in that freezer. Take a look. (laughs) But the point is this, that like that it really is, because then if you don't have a will, then it has to go through the probate process. And that is a lengthy process where the court puts out to all potential um, um like creditors. all the creditors, that's what the word I was looking for, to see what debts may not have been paid that then need to be resolved through the estate. Uh, and then they sort of suss out what's left and who the actual beneficiaries are, right? So like kids would be first, like kids and spouse, yep. like direct nuclear family. But then there's all kinds of, you know, ancillary people that might need to be considered in any given scenario. But if a person hasn't actually outlined that and then had it, properly legally filed in whatever way your state requires the people are just left like going don't make aretha's mistake no it is an act of love to tell your family members what you want them to do with your estate that's an act of love my act of love for my children is to not have them and to spend all the money I have before I leave. Because I ain't leaving it for you people. That's for sure. Bye. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. Thank you for that, Holly. We've got celebrities behaving badly for you on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer, and we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly, and that name is Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You know, I would just like to point out. I read earlier uh, today that uh, Howard Stern was taken off the air for a period of like ten days because once he used a word, douchebag. Mm-hmm. We use it it's every now, day. Just to tell you how far we've come. We've come so far. Progress. Also, I'm sure that there are some, I know that we, because we've gotten emails before from people that are like, I don't like the use that word. Well, trust me. It's we, part of the vernacular, people. Get with the program. And we get it. We get I it. Get, no, I get, no, I understand it. You know, we get it. But it is used widely. D-bags? Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. No, D-bag, the word. Not oh, D-bags. Okay. I right. hope that. Do you have a D-bag? No. No, oh, yes. I meant for this segment, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> you are so angry. I'm like, you better. I was, because I was like, you are not supposed to use those. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. And it's actually uh, one of our favorite topics to confront on the Colleen and Bradley show. Chonis. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. Okay. So, you know, they were in Cannes and we talked about this the other day that we have discovered that the two of them have hired a photographer to do personal photo shoots for them for their Instagram. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's what they do when you're it's, trying exactly. to make people believe something that's not real. Okay. Well, here's what had happened. Nick and Priyanka, you know, they did that one photo shoot. Well, apparently they scheduled another one. This one we hadn't seen before until today on BuzzFeed that has outlined the entire moment by moment of this balcony photo shoot that they did where they were all dressed up in their all-white clothing for a uh, can premiere red carpet situation. And like you do, uh, Nick Jonas is eating pizza in all white. 
Yeah, that's not maybe your best move. But it is the best move when you want to show how in love you are. So in the next series of pictures, she leans in with mouth open to receive a bite of his pizza. Oh no, he baby bird the and pizza. And then he hand fed her the pizza. Well, he didn't baby bird. No, 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 that no. Would be like chewing it up and then dropping it in her mouth. Which actually I would go for that photo shoot. I think that would be hilarious. No, she leans over to take a sexy bite of that pizza. And then, uh, you know, the two of them, they're just so happy. They're so in love. They feed each other. They eat each other's pizza. And then just before they go back inside after greeting all of their fans below from the balcony, mm. they share a kiss. Does this not look a little like royal family well, I mean, minus, minus the, the pizza. pizza. Like, hello. I yes. know, but the whole it experience of like, we're just sure. going to go out on the balcony and let's s- go out on the balcony and show these people how you eat a pizza. No, and then we're going to kiss face. Here's the other way I know that this is all fake. Okay. Because there are never ugly in between faces. They are so aware of their facial expressions and their body positioning the entire time. You got to look at these things with a very oh, keen I am eye. A horrible, horrible. Like, I don't ever want to be photographed. No. Because I do the worst in, in between, between faces. faces. And people but are like, you look way better in person. Most people make ugly in between faces. That's yeah. just part of life. If you take a series of candid pictures, you're going to get a good handful of some ugly in between faces. Yeah. But the problem is when you're a celebrity and you know you're going to be photographed because you've planned it, you're going to You're make just always that, aware. There's not an in between face. Exactly. Yeah. She's also wearing all white too. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're Stop. both in all white and they're, and then they're they're touching each other after they're holding greasy pizza. I mean, geez, you would at least tuck a napkin into your shirt or your dress like your grandma taught you to do. And he's also like making weird faces as he's feeding her. Like, mm, eat yeah, this pizza. It mm, reminds me. Yeah, eat this pizza. Mm. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Bradley. Priyanka. Mm. Do you have a D-bag? No. How <laughs> dare you? Oh, yes. No, I do. I have my very own D-bag. And wait for it. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, dear. Yay. I'm so excited. I was going to share one, uh, another one with you, but it was very much a downer, and i just not in the mood for I downer. I don't want downers today. I want uppers. Uppers. Okay. <laughs> well, I know a guy. No, I want to tell you specifically about Goop. What's she been doing lately? Goop Summits. That's uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Summit. Yep. This is where she travels the world and Charges people an arm and a leg. rich people, which can't really shame her too much. It's not like she's taking money from people that don't have it. Although, Holly. What? You give your money to Goop on occasion. Very rarely. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I want to shame her today is because Gwyneth Paltrow um, has created, you know, she knows her market. Mm -hmm. Goop, generally speaking, is for the ladies. Right? Yeah. The goopy ladies. Well, she wants to appeal more to men. So she's making a concerted effort to get men to buy $100 face oils and $66 jade eggs that, I don't know. Where are you going to put that? I'll have to sit on that and uh, contemplate where it should go. However... Wait, order- are you serious that she's selling jade eggs for men's? No, I'm just making oh, okay. the point that she wants to sell her stuff okay. to men. And okay. uh, it was Sorry. a joke. I took it very seriously. I was trying to imagine where <laughs> why, and why a man so, would need a jade egg. How does she reach out to men? Porn? No, but wait, maybe. I don't know. 
they created a podcast called Goop Fellas. Oh, that's cute. Goop See, like Goodfellas. Get it? Goopfellas. So this um, this particular podcast uh, called Goopfellas is going to be complemented by a newsletter and a men's clothing line. It will focus on a variety of topics, including mental health, self-care, toxic, and modern masculinity. Toxic and monster, modern masculinity. I don't know if they're selling that or if they're <laughs> telling you how to avoid it. I don't know. Relationships, health and food, and of course, a range of goopy products. So... Who's hosting this thing? They are coming for your manhood, ladies. Uh, It's being hosted by this doctor. uh, Oh, that! look at that move. Right. That she's doing to try to legitimize it. Doctor, let's see. Because you know those men are far more discerning. They only want to hear things from a doctor, whereas women will take advice from anybody. Oh, here's the most annoying thing. And as somebody who... You know, we are radio professionals. <laughs> it's hard to say it with a straight face. But I want you to listen to this. The Goop Fellows podcast is designed to be a, quote, proverbial dinner table. Dr. Will Cole, Goop Fellows podcast co-host, told fashion site Glossy. We inv- now listen to this and tell me you've heard this before. We envisioned it as a conversation that isn't a formal interview, but rather a riffing and a discussion. Men are more private so this podcast and other Goop initiatives are designed to help them understand why they can get it on in the wellness conversation. Or, I'm sorry, get in on the <laughs> oh, wellness okay. conversation. Like, wow. Well, there's your porn angle, yeah, Exactly. I thought, I well, mean, that actually like, is genius. Mm, this is just a lively, informal conversation. No, We're we don't want to actually like intentionally talk about all that girly stuff. We're going to talk about it like sit dudes at the dinner do. dinner table and grab ourselves. Mm. <laughs> Yes. Maybe scratch some areas. Yeah. Gosh, that is. You I don't guys, know. Oh, Gwyneth. I just want to remind you that last year, Goop was fined one hundred forty-five thousand dollars after they determined, uh, or after it was determined that the vagina eggs did not balance hormones, prevent uterine prolapse, or regulate menstrual cycles, and increase bladder control, as advertised. Yeah. So this, if you think it's just annoying, yes, and it can also be dangerous. So. I am but Stay I am, out of my pants, Gwyneth. I'm mildly curious to hear how she does market to men. Because I actually think that's interesting. Not the stuff like how she markets. How to men. she does that, right? Like, what does that look like different from what she's doing to women and why? Because there's a psychology behind that. Oh, sure. And you know you they've just had go to, to the sit- grocery store and you see that. Yeah. And you've had you know that people sit around a table and have conversations well, about guys, that. Guys don't want to be bothered by like having too many conversation words, you know? They don't use a lot of words. They're really just yeah. They want some stuff. It's all based on stereotypes. And that's what I find maddening. Thank you very much. Also, what kind of doctor is Dr. Will Cole that's hanging out with Gwyneth Paltrow? That's what I want to know. Because part of the thing, like most... Oh, he's a ketotarian. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. Functional medicine practitioner, which, you know, look... Functional medicine is a real thing. It's a thing. He's a, uh, I don't know what kind of doctor he is. He's probably uh, a chiropractor. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't See. know either. I'm just curious because it seems like a lot of medical doctors have sort of gotten in line with the I- fact that she's not. He's a, He is a chiropractor. Uh-huh. IFMCP and a DC. DC, I'm assuming, is director of chiropractic. Doctor? 
Oh, did I say director? <laughs> yeah. It also said chiropractic. Wow. <laughs> no, but that's that's the is that field. A thing? Chiropractic. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why did that sound weird to me? All right, let's move on. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's Suddenly, happening? Do I smell toast? So what would it be? Doctor of chiro- chiropractic. Chiropractic? Yeah. That's a noun? That sounds like a adjective. Oh, we'll boy. work on this, you yeah. guys. Oh, you're right. We'll investigate. Uh, <laughs> and when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm so excited to we play this v- new game show. It's called... That's nasty. That's nasty. The game show. I have uh, a number of dirty things, meaning items that you encounter in your life that are filthy. And you know they're filthy. But I'm going to ask you which is filthier. Because your mom. that's nasty. Rude. That's nasty. On my talk 107.1. People are dirty. Uh, the world is a dirty place. It's a nasty place. And uh, the only way to have fun with that is to gamify it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I'd like to unveil a new game where we find out just how nasty this world is. Time for Ass Nasty The Game Show. Yes, indeed. We now That's have nasty. a game show just about how nasty you all are. The world is a nasty place. It's a dirty place. And uh, you know the things you're touching on a daily basis mm, are disgusting it. and full of germs. Ew. But how full of germs are they? That's nasty. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. And you, my contestants, Bradley Trainer, Holly Roberts. Yay! Yay! Each of you will uh, decide. You ground, Holly. Okay, <gasps> chill out. Can Y'all be a little bit nice. You two will decide which of the two things I'm uh, I'm offering to you are dirtier. Are you ready? Yeah, that's nasty. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's nasty. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Okay. Which is nastier? The bathrooms in Penn Station in New York City... Or the door handles at McDonald's. Oh, God. McDonald's or Penn Station? Which one is nastier? Do we each get a vote or are we doing this as a combo platter? You're just going to each get a vote. Okay. That's uh, okay. You don't play on the same team if there's only one team. Yeah, remember you said you were going to beat me into the ground, and I quote. I was trying to be nicer, so... (laughs) Oh, that's... (laughs) Kiss it. Wow! Um, What? I'm going to say Penn Station is dirtier, Colleen. Okay, I'm going to say McDonald's. The door handle at McDonald's is dirtier, says Bradley. Yep. Uh, The bathroom at Penn Station in New York City is dirtier, says Holly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is nastier? Uh, This is uh, according to how many germs were found on these surfaces. Okay. Bradley? Yep. You... Mm. Are correct. Yeah, that's nasty. That is nasty. nasty. The door handle at a McDonald's. Don't lick that. Is nastier. Now uh, I'm going to give exactly. I'm going to give you a germ quotient here. If we were to, you know, give assign a number, uh, the door handle at McDonald's would be a, a germ quotient of 664, where the bathrooms at Penn Station are but 163. But one sixty three. No, Those are some R one sixty three. Sounds like a name of a book from the sixties. But one sixty three. Okay, I have a question. Yes. 
So that means there's 600 some odd germs on that door? No, I just am giving you a germ quotient. I don't know how they figured out the germ quotient. Oh, okay. They got some numbers and I just was like, well, wow. okay, whatever. Okay. Sounds like a great story. I want to hear more. Not really. Moving on. Okay. I don't I've got get one into point. The, I don't want to get into the Pacifics of it. Just know it's dirtier. That's nasty. Are you ready for another one? Durr. All right. Bradley and Holly. What is dirtier? Which one is nastier? Okay. A subway pole in New York City. Mm. Or coins. Coins. Yes. Where have these coins been? Well, that's the problem, Bradley. You never know. So just the coins circulating. I am talking about your pennies, your nickels, your dimes, your quarters. Holly, and go with me on this. Because I want you to get a point now. I kind of feel like he's gonna help you, Holly. I'm just a man helping a lady out here. Let me put down this suit coat on this puddle for you. No, I I think the obvious answer is the subway thing, but then you're like, but money's got a lot of dirt on it, so I feel like it's money. What do you think, Holly? Oh, I think the obvious is that it's money because all those fingers been in all those places. First of all, who's touching subway poles other than maybe subway strippers? First of all, do you mean like at a subway station or sandwich shop? Like in a car, a subway car in yeah. New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A like pole? the pole that you hold on oh, to. Oh, ew, ew. That's nasty. <laughs> well, okay, now I'm changing my thoughts because I think more people... Bradley, a subway stripper? <laughs> What? Eat you, fresh. You were like, what? Like a subway stripper? Like they have well, strippers. Well, you said on like, a pole, but I'm like, what's on a pole other than a stripper? Okay. Well, I'm going to go with in, coins. In New York, everybody's on a pole. That's true. Well, I'm Holly, going, yeah. final answer, coins. coins. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say the stripper pole because I think more people are touching that than your money. <sighs> Holly? Coins are dirtier. Wow, that's nasty. That's nasty. That's nasty. To change I should have gone pocket. with my first gut. You're not your second gut. Gut. Yeah, where cows you put... have more than one. <laughs> exactly. No, your coins are nasty, y'all. Mm. They're real nasty. Well, that's because you're nasty, and everything you touch, you then transfer and give to other people. Like your phone is nasty, right? Like it's nastier than your toilet seat. Yeah, I don't true. have that on my because list. You don't touch you're your correct. toilet seat. Well, you do it with your booty. Yeah. I use my foot. When you're you, sitting on it? What do you mean? Explain. You know, no, to lift up the... Well, you ladies don't have to worry about that. I'm just picturing Bradley <laughs> just crouching down yeah. on top. Well, if it was bad enough, I would. But um, <laughs> no, seriously, I use my foot to tur- to lift up the lid. I mean, that would make sense. Women can't do that. We have to sit on it with our In public? Well, no, but sometimes if guys haven't, you know, put the lid down, you have to put the lid down. That means you have to touch it. No, I just scream about it. Mm -hmm. How's that working for you? Make somebody else put it down. Uh, I never have to do it. That's how well that's working for me. You know why? Because it only takes once or twice of mom yelling about the toilet seat. Moving on. Bradley, Holly, what's nastier, your paper money or the handles on the city bikes that you rent? You know the ones that they have? We have them all over town now. We call ours nice bikes. Yeah, like the nice bikes. What's nastier, your paper money or your bikes? Well, now I feel like coins have to be equally bad as money. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with paper money only because I think that more hands, more filthy digits are yeah fondling that are than fondling your bike. Plus, it's out in money. the open, and I feel like air is good and sunlight is good for disinfecting things. But when it's all jammed up in your sweaty pocket next to your oh, that's true. And people parts. use interesting pockets yeah. to hold their well, well sometimes you know, they some of those stick things it in have, their boobies. Yes, yeah, circulated to some their areas. Tell yeah, fissures. Thank and, you. And just a reminder: don't use that sweaty boob for your money because some people won't take your legal tender if it's wet. This oh. summer, have you learned this the hard way? <laughs> you just said that with such conviction. I think we've had a CSI story or two about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Pills, most recently. Yeah. The question is, what's dirtier, your paper money, paper money, or your uh, the the rental bikes that you find around the city? Paper money, paper money. You are both incorrect. Wow! The handles of the. Rental bikes are dirtier. Is it because people pick their nose and then they put their hands on the bike wheel? I don't have extra data on this. Probably not just your nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they're they're nasty and they're real nasty, y'all. Okay, so I would just say carry your own Lysol when you are. Or a wipe. Yeah. Like a Lysol wipe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do that. Okay, last one. Are you ready? Bradley, Holly, what's dirtier? A New York City park bench. Why or, is this all in New York City? Because that's where they did the study. Oh. Or your credit card. And also, New York is dirty. It's that's nasty. so rude. I know it was rude. But you know, that's everybody's impression. That dirty city. <laughs> what's dirtier? The park bench in New York Thin City cities. or your credit card? Credit card. Well, I don't know. This is a hard one because, Holly, going back to money, only... Certain people touch the credit card. We got to guess quick. I'm going with Park Bench. Park Bench. Park Bench is correct. Yay! That's nasty. We both won. Good job, you guys. Now you know how nasty the world we live in is. Yay! Yay! And guess what? You might not actually know that the correct year. You think it's 2019. What? But it might not be. It might be 1722. We'll tell you why after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.